Prologue, Keith, Friday, May 22nd. Sam, listen, I feel it in my gut. We've worked together for what, 10 years? I plead. I'm standing in the doorway of my boss's office. I watch the coffee cup tremble in his hands as it makes its way to his lips. He takes a cautious sip before setting the cup back on his desk. He clears his throat and continues. You're mistaken, Keith. He stiffens his posture and fiddles with the handle of the mug. I understand your concern, but your paranoia is misplaced. I shake my head in disbelief. Paranoia? I should be offended. You don't trust me? It's a statement, not a question. Of course I do, Keith. You're the best senior engineer we have. I just think what you're saying is crazy, actually crazy. If you have some factual evidence to support your intuition, then I'd be happy to consider it. But in the meantime, I have work to do and deadlines rapidly approaching. Fine, but I'm working on putting it all together. I wish you'd just tell me who the contract is with. That information is confidential. Please understand. His jaw clenches and his eyes shift focus from mine back to his thumb and fingers as they caress the handle again. It's interesting the things you notice when you think something is off, that something is wrong. I'm not paranoid. Okay, maybe I am, but I have a reason. And when I get back to my lab, I'll have proof, I'm certain. Oh, and Keith, Karen wants me to make sure you are still coming to dinner on Saturday. I manage to crack a slight smile. Of course, I reply, as long as she makes that chocolate mousse. His demeanor changes and the air doesn't feel so thick in the space between us. I'll tell her your I'll tell her your terms. You're bringing Max, right? We'll be there. Heading back to my lab, I feel eyes on me and scan the glass windows overlooking the workers. I see them, the eyes, the eyes that follow your every move that belong to the men wearing all black the same standard outfit worn by the other mystery men we've had here at Dim Chem Engineering for the last two weeks, all broad shoulders and excessive muscles for a place full of scientists. The guys creep me out. I make it back to my lab and close the door, just as the tests I had started beep to let me know they're done. Usually our lab gets detailed information about what chemicals to use, the temperatures, all the conditions, and boring geeking stuff. But for some reason, last week's order from this new company came with vials coated with single letters and no other information detailing the contents. I shift my focus to the report on my screen and instantly feel a mix of satisfaction and fear that I was right. My stomach begins to churn as I hurriedly scan the details. Notes to be categorized as a single cell organism. Dot, dot, dot. Mind paralyzing effect. Dot, dot, dot. Flu-like symptoms when ingested. Dot, dot, dot. Blacklisted and deemed bioweapon. Dot, dot, dot. Not to be used with XXX and XXX. Numerous sections of the report are redacted, but I have enough. I know this will be enough. I take a deep breath and print the report out. I have to take this to Sam. This is what he wanted. He wanted me to find proof to back up my gut feeling 
Something is wrong, and it has to do with those mystery men with menacing looks and their lips pressed in tight, emotionless lines. I grabbed the full report from the printer and walked briskly back down the corridor to Sam's office. I can't help but check over my shoulder, and I see the mystery man pressing his index finger against his earpiece and talking into his lapel mic. After a few moments, I round the corner to Sam's office. His door is closed, and the lights are off. Strange. He was just there a few minutes ago. I knock, no answer. I knock again and test the doorknob to confirm it's locked. I put my face up to the cold glass of his office window and peer into the darkness inside, but I can't make out anything. I reach for my wallet and pull out my AAA card as I look behind to see if anyone is watching. The coast is clear and maybe only temporarily. The guy that was eyeballing me must be close. I shove the card between the door frame and door handle and wiggle it until it's just above the lock praying this is one of the kinds of doors this will work on, like in the movies. I continue to wiggle the card and move it down until I hear it. The locks break free, and the door springs open. My heartbeat thumps in my ears, and I swallow hard before I call out quietly, Sam? I make my way around his desk, and the pit in my stomach grows deeper. He's face down at his desk, motionless. No, 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 Sam! I shake his shoulder gently, then more urgently. My fingers make their way to check for a pulse, and I'm so overwhelmed I could vomit. I feel the urge rise in my throat, but it's but I swallow it down and regain my composure. I flip on his desk lamp and see, tucked underneath his right arm, a small piece of paper with his handwriting. I pull it out from under him and read, You were always right. Take it all. Purple flowers. I'm sorry a code that I understand clearly. His other hand grasps a small vial that I instantly recognize. There will be no reviving him. He's gone, and I can't help but wonder if we're all goners too. I have to leave. I have to get Max. I rush to Sam's filing cabinet and grab every folder and document inside. I hear someone say loudly, He's in the office! Followed by the sound of doors opening and closing and footsteps. Fortunately, Sam's office has a side door leading straight outside, so I run straight to it and into the employee parking lot. Before I can even truly process what just happened, I'm speeding down High Street in my SUV to get my teenage son.